Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. Greetings and welcome to our next episode of Tapping Into Spirit. I'm Dr. Anthony Smith, co-host of this wonderful podcast, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ms. Zawadi Powell. Hey, how you doing today, Zawadi? Greetings. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to have this discussion. Good to see you. Um, we are joined today. So let me do my little um, update. Previously on an episode of Tapping Into Spirit, we <laughs> talked with a couple, Wenda Kadumu and Derek Biggs, and they discussed what it was like coming together and joining two different spiritual traditions into one and joining their families together and working harmoniously to bring forth light and love and happiness into their household. And we had a wonderful conversation with them and we had to stop. So we got to pick it back up and get yes. deeper into some of the things we talked about and continue our dialogue. So keep we're welcoming- swimming. Keep on swimming. Keep yeah. On swimming. <laughs> We're welcoming them back. How are you all doing? Good, good. We're doing well. good. Doing very well. Quarantine. There's more. There's more. Quarantine, right? Oh yeah. My so glad you guys could come back and talk with us some more. It's such an important topic. I think that as we all search for love and try to build stronger families, we have to really work harder to um, build bridges and understand each other and and join, you know, in the light, in the love of, of positive energy. And, Absolutely. Um, and so I, I think you guys are like an awesome example of that. And I'm really proud of you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> Thanks. So yeah. any, any, any opening things you want to say? I, I have a ton of questions, but I um, want to give you a chance to welcome you in and, and you know, see how things have been going, how you're feeling. Um, dealing in this age of COVID and, and you know, trying, still trying to COVID to feels like it's been five years, to be honest with you. It feels so long. I'm trying to remember the last time we talked to you guys. When was that? It was last summer. Last yeah. summer, 2020, yeah. summer of 2020? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it has really felt like it's been more multiple years. I know we're wow. coming up on a year of idea. quarantine, huh? Oh, you know what? You thought um, it was summer 2019? No, actually, it was February 2020. So we hadn't even started. Right. Um, That's what I, I thought. I knew we weren't in COVID. Yeah. We are about a year away from our last conversation. Wow. Yeah. It's been, it's been, 
it feels like it's been five years to me just because mm. it's been the daily dealing with the COVID quarantine issues and just all the upheaval in the country and all of that has been, for me, it's been a lot. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> all the kids yeah. came home. So we went from, we went from a household of four because we had two at college to seven because two came home from college and they brought one with them. So (laughs) (laughs) the ever expanding family. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking about spiritual practices, you know, um, this year was the first year that we, um, we practiced, uh, we celebrated Ramadan. Um, when, when my son came home from college, he brought his, um, really close friend and classmate, from Indonesia home with him because he couldn't go home to Indonesia mm-hmm. and he's Muslim. And while he was here and quarantining with us for months, you know, from March to like, but he left in June, July, something like that. Um, oh. Yeah, Ramadan had um, came during that period and we observed Ramadan with him and fasted during the uh, Ramadan season with him. Um, and although a good portion of my family, I would say probably a third of my family is Muslim. I had never um, observed Ramadan. I had never fasted during Ramadan. So that, that was the first for me and for you too, right, babe? Yeah, during that time for yes. So uh, it, it was it was an opportunity um, to try to just, you know, he was here and just kind of join in with him. And for me personally, you know, they're, they're, they're practicing the fasting and I was like, Normally, I don't have a chance other than maybe beginning of the year, maybe that we do it as the as a corporate fast of the church. But I was always wanted to try to do it at different times of the year, so I felt like it was a good time to do it. So it was uh, it, it was it was it was good. It 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 it, it helped me. Um, of course, I'm sure they you know I know they uh, fasting and praying, but I uses the fasting aspect of it. Um, to, and to kind of get me to that point where you got somebody to do it with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're all getting up. Um, a couple of us were, I think most think it was four of us. Yeah, four, we four get up of in the, the morning, seven of us. We get up in the morning, we'll eat. Well, Wayne didn't get up in the morning to eat, but no. everybody else did. But, but we, and it was brilliant. So we, so I, I just ended the fast for the beginning of the year doing the same thing, not eating during the day. And, but it was, it was much easier because um, it, because it was, you know, it gets light soon, right? It's lighted, you know, it, it get dark in the summer like at eight o'clock. Right. So it gets like now, like eight, and it's, but what's really different is you had a lot more, well, I guess you do, we had time both times. You have a lot more, I think we have a lot more time on my hand. So my whole thing during the whole coronavirus thing has been, well, what can I do? How can I take advantage of this to make myself better in, in the outcome of it? Yeah. Which, I was fortunate, or we were fortunate enough not to be affected financially. Right. Um, have been affected uh, through people getting infected with family members. Uh, fortunately, nobody's had been hospitalized. Well, except like somebody has been hospitalized. But he came through. Uh, so, but there's been no, at least in my, not in this house, but there was no effect mm-hmm. uh, fi- financially. And I started a new job, actually. I started a new job, and so I was a teacher at the school initially, you know, online and so. stuff. But other than that, I feel like it's an opportunity um, to, to take additional time because a lot of times it slowed everybody down. 
So everybody down. Mm-hmm. Going here and doing that, and you was like, okay, you just had to, you was in the house, and yeah. so you had to fill that time with other things, which is great. Which I, there's several things I want to do, uh, so I've got, you know, have a bunch of books that I'm reading, and I don't read like most of you guys. Take me like two or three years to read. I mean, reading like eight books, but I only read when I got free time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We all got a lot of free time because of the COVID. Right. And it Absolutely. was it was excellent an awesome space for self-development and Absolutely. Um, expanding, you know. And I'm so glad that um, you know, when we talk about like the expanding family and how like you know you guys actually added a member to your family, then it 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 it, it even gave you another opportunity to um to celebrate even a third religion. So you have Christianity yeah. and then uh correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, you you practice Sufism, right? Is that Siddha, uh, Siddha yoga, yoga, which, okay. yeah, is not, um, I mean, it, it, it incorporates some concept of Sufism, um, the bhakti concept, the, the love, Sufi um, focuses on the devotional love of God. And so it incorporates that type, but it's really based in Kashmir, Kashmir Shaivism. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's where, you know, Siddha uh-huh. yoga Mm-hmm. So then you added Islam through yeah. um, celebrating Ramadan. So your children must have like a totally open view of spiritual and religious practice. And, and they're, they're just like willing to like participate in anything that, that seems good or seems positive. And I think that that's like, that's really a healing energy for the world because if everyone sort of would embrace people as long as their practice was positive and helpful and helped mm-hmm. people to grow, then we would have, you know, much less war. <laughs> we would yeah. have, you know, a lot of people finding love, you know, across mm-hmm. religious lines. We would find, you know, just a whole lot more tolerance. And, you know, even thinking about how a lot of the conflicts in the world, you know, are rooted in, you know, sort of these religious um you know, disagreement. Intolerance. Yeah, exactly. And so I think um, it's really, it's a beautiful thing to, to embrace other people's religions and, and then um, expose our children to, um, to, to all kinds of different practices so that they can understand what the world is really made of. I I, I think that uh, what you're saying is absolutely right, Zawadi. Um, Like for, um, with my kids, I think that they have, my, my family background has a lot of um, a mixture of um, spiritual practices. So they've been to the mosque before they've, you know, they've broken fast for Ramadan at the mosque, you know, because my brothers are Muslim and I have a couple of sisters that are Muslim as well. And so they, they've been around it. They, you know, they've been around for prayer times and stuff like that. So, you know, they, they have a concept of it that is not, that is normalized for them. You know what I mean? And I think that that is what you're talking about. Is there a way to normalize differences so that people don't feel so um, intolerant of them? I think a lot of times when we look at differences um, and where does the intolerance come from? I think the intolerance comes from fear. Mm -hmm. And we've seen in this country in this last year of, of, you know, the election and and the um, you know police brutality, the focus on police brutality because it wasn't new, but the focus on it and all of these different things, you know, that 
people are stoking fear. You know, they're yeah. they're adding to people's fear, and that's um, building more and more intolerance. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so I think that when you raise children to understand, um, you know, that the light of God is in all of us, and how we express it and how we interpret it is our own individual personal um, relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She said to me the other day, um, she said something and she's like, yeah, but that's my relationship with God. Me and God, we have, I was like, oh, you have to be careful how you say certain things around people because they may feel like you are, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh, that's what she said. She said, I swear to God. I was like, I swear to God. I was like, yeah, I understand what you mean, but you can't really say I swear to God around certain people because they think, you know, swear as in swear words, bad thing. And God, you put those two together. I swear to God, be careful how you say that. She's like, they don't know my relationship with God. God is good with me. God knows I don't, when I say swear, I'm not talking about a bad thing. I have my own relationship with God. I was like, okay. Wow. Gotcha. That's <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like the way that, um, that Biggs was um, saying how um, you know, they, they fast in the church, you know, for different uh, reasons. And then with Ramadan, he was able to embrace the fasting because he saw the connection between, you know, the, the practice is really just a, a communion with God and, you know, sort of cleansing yourself and making yourself clear to receive whatever energy. And I think um, a, more people need to look at it that way, like to be able to see the connection of the good things between the different practices as opposed to holding so strongly to the things that are different and um I think that 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 that's really like really important because then you you know you have Yashi who's um who's who's having debates with herself (laughs) (laughs) and starting to justify you know what 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 she will say to people you know when question and, and, and when, when I think about it, even for a child to have to go through that thought process of, you know, I'm going to justify my relationship with God and make people to accept what I'm, what I'm saying or what I'm doing. I don't have to follow, you know, um, the standard of what they say, because um, every person's relationship with God should be individual. And that is an assumption that we kind of grew up with that assumption because we had so many different religions around us in in New York City and I think in a lot of big cities there's there's so many different people um and so um I think that it's interesting even that we're still um even as black people we're still fighting to recognize commonalities Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know highlighting differences and then fighting with each other because of the differences and so I'm I'm, I'm like so glad that that she's having those thought processes and that. <laughs> what, you know, what, what I hear is that she's not trying to, she doesn't really care what anybody else thinks because she is solid in herself. And I think that that's ultimately as parents to be able to instill that those seeds in children and have them come to that space, I think is a wonderful thing. So the fact that you all can, welcome and and I'm thinking how many other households would be able to welcome somebody in yeah we might do that because you know as a community we do that we are communal that's my cousin that's my son we do that but 
Are we able to welcome in and then respect what they are bringing and then participate with them? Because it doesn't hurt you to participate and to help this person feel at home. He's displaced, he's from halfway around the world. And, and you also, you know what? We're gonna bring you in and we're gonna participate with you. And we're gonna, because we can benefit from it as well. It doesn't hurt us. I can see that some people would have been like, you ain't bringing that stuff in here. And mm -hmm. you know, that, that mindset would have been the case for a lot of people. So I think, it, can you all talk a bit about some things you may have deliberately done or accidentally done, uh, however, it may be a combination of both, to convey the message to your children to be um, critical thinkers as it relates to uh, religion and also to develop their own path of connecting to the creator? That's a good question. Um, that's, that's, that's a very interesting question. And I, I'm hopefully um, what I express to you can kind of help me to uh, answer it and you'll, you'll get the, the message that I'm trying to portray. So for me personally, I, I felt like that it was uh, born in a, you know, I, I wasn't, I, we went to church growing up, went to a Baptist church. It wasn't, some we did, we weren't strict, strict with, with church going, but we weren't consistently. Um, and my relationship was, as I got older, uh, was, was uh, I went, it was habitual. It was something that you, that you did, you know, it growing to what it is now, um, that happened through, I guess a calling from, from, from God, I guess. But I feel like that um, as you go through, it's really different because a lot of times in households, how it works is if you live there, you practicing this. You're going to, and you made to. You know, I, you, you, you know, even at, at the age when I was in my early 20s, or late 20s, living my grandfather, he was like, well, you live, you go to church, you stay here. So it is usually going to church. Right. So coming out of those things and seeing, structures and and things that you know i felt like that you have to those situations where i was made to do these things laid a foundation it did laid a foundation that i had no choice in um as i went through um you begin to understand things on your own and i think for me personally you have to find a connection um, or I feel like the connection has found you. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, you know, when I refound Christ, I'm like, well, we, Christ refound me, which I didn't mean. That's why I look at it. I, he refound me in the situation because, you know, at that particular point, it was a situation that I'd have got, that I, I saw him and I told him, I was like, you know, you were really kind of an example. But I won't live an example of what you were at the time. I had a friend of mine who went through a bunch and he was, you know, I told him, because I tell people now, but like, he was like my hero, man. You graduated, you got graduated from, graduated from college, got married, had a baby. And everybody was like, that ain't going to work. You're standing there like they graduated, had a baby in the same month. And I'm, we were all looking like, that's going to be rough. He's married uh, for, uh, till his wife passed away, 
was about, about 15 years and a great guy. And I told him, I was at that time, you know, he got, he was, he stopped drinking. He didn't just, he was, and he was like, I had to do it. I had kids, I had a life. I mean, there was no, I had, I needed everything I, I could to be able to take care of it. Then he had, you know, a couple more kids. And so it was rough being young. And so he explained to me and I looked at him um, and he, I looked at what, what his life looked like, what mine looked like, just being real. I'm like, man, he got his stuff together, you know what I'm saying? And so I told him that, and he would call and I talk to me. He was like, man, you need to be up here because he lived in D.C. And I'd be telling what I was doing. He was like, man, you need to be up here me so I can get you right. I'm good, you know what I'm saying? Now, years later from this, you know, we're really good friends now. And I'm like, man, I already looked up to you. You know, that that's not what I was doing. So my point in that, back to your question is, the house I live in, the people see what I do, not what I say. So they see what I do, you know, an right. example, I'll be like, you know, so I use that example, you know, I'd go to church. You may not, you may think something different, but mm-hmm. hopefully what I say lines up with what I do, right? right. But what I say don't really matter what I do. Yeah. So I use that example as also. I was like, you know, like in a house, I was like, your mom asked me to do something. Why well, I move fast and everybody else doesn't have to do. <laughs> do right here. I mean, I do. I'm like, so I, the first thing I do is got to be an example, right? Of what you want to see. She right. asked me, you know, I see it. Judas right here. I'm doing it. Y'all sitting there. How does that work that way? You know what I'm saying? So that's just an, that's a, a, a very carnal example. And so yeah, I, yeah. the things that I do around here, I try to make sure that, and, and that's a, a daunting task. Yeah. So, so I feel like that what they see in my practice, they may be like, well, why does he do that? You mm-hmm. know, and you may look and you get your own point. Because a lot of times what I figured out is there are a lot of people that have greater connections to God. Because there are two things. You get, you know, everybody's of God. I believe in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, but he's just a person that connects to God. Mm-hmm. You know, so so everybody, there were a lot of people who believed more than the people in the churches I went to. So if people believe something, you know. I was like, oh damn it. And I looked at things, I read things that weren't that weren't written by people who believe like I believe. I'm like, these people believe in this. This is the same thing we talk about. And they believe it more than the people behind it to go to church do. You know what I'm saying? So and then there was always differences. You know, mm-hmm. I realized that the differences I had with with Wayne or other people, you know, different people who, you know, like my my dad is we bump pairs all the time about about tithing. You know what I'm saying? He think you know, and so in in Christianity there are several different denominations. So there's always things that you that you run across. Um, me, me and Wayne actually on at a core, um, they have a different spiritual practice. We actually went. Um, you may Zoe, you may know the lady. She's a she's a teacher at Central, but Ben Du Cooper, he's a professor. She had a she had a soul food Sunday. And, and she had it at a church and she was, her and some other people got together right before the, before COVID broke out. And they had something on Sunday evening and they were bringing people together just to um, fellowship from different denominations, from different backgrounds. And we went one time, you know, and, you know, it was, you know, white people, black people, foreign people. And we were all trying to, what's this is doing, you know, the Trump, you know, he kind of divided people up a lot. And so when people stood up and, and spoke about what their beliefs were, like kind of like what we're doing now, where I grew up in this kind of church and 
I didn't live around these kind of people. Here's what I think. And, and we were able to, there was some commonality there. And people were very friendly. Um, and I think Wayne got up and spoke. And the lady was like, well, I never thought of a lady. And somebody, one lady came over and really talked to her about how, her, what she thought. I think the lady was, she was, she was a, I'm sure I think a Christian one. She was, no lady spoke to you? Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and Wayne spoke about what her thought, what her belief was and what she did. And this person was extremely interested. And so when I went to this, once COVID happened, we went one time because she had invited us to go, but it was trying to do exactly what needs to be done to embody the community, yeah. divided by race and divided by, you know, and divided by, uh, divided by religion. Yeah, because there's a reason for that division. They're intentionally dividing right. people so they can capitalize um, right. our Absolutely. community. And so religion, race, uh, socioeconomic class, gender, right. you know, all of that, a gender identity is all used in order to divide us intentionally. So we have to create, like you were mentioning, that type of an environment where people can be exposed because without exposure, like in our day-to-day lives, then we do believe, um, you know, the message that's sent to us that we should be separate in that were different. But I'm also curious, Big, so when you were fasting for Ramadan, um, and even at this gathering that you're talking about, where there were, you know, Christian people of all different denominations, and your your, your lady, you know, your woman gets up and speaks, <laughs> or your wife, she, she gets up and speaks um, about her religion, which is not Christianity. Um, what, what goes through your mind? Like, and, and do you have to defend your 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 position um when you you know do you tell your your christian friends like i was you know uh celebrating ramadan or i was fasting for ramadan out of respect you know for muslims because like how does that how do you deal with that so so in that situation i fasted to for um to support him really but it didn't help him support me because a lot of times if i was doing it i would be doing something in isolation you know most of the time and so I was like, okay, well, let's, let's fast with him. So we fast with him. And, you know, I guess whatever he prays or whatever, whatever I do daily at that particular time to get closer to what we both believe in is what took place. So actually, I, I've had a chance to, um, we went to the ashram. Is that what it is? Ashram. And so I had a chance to speak to somebody there who was a person of, you know, what is it, Swami the person there? And so I was like, hey, you know, I'm a Christian. And so I had a chance to go and see people meet uh, Ramai and, and, and see them overjoyed. And I'm sitting there like me and I'm like, that's really, you know, I'm like, I'm here and I'm like, wow. And I, 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 I saw, I saw the oddness and I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's something else. You know, I, now I'm there, but I'm not, and I, 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 I see it and I'm in a, in a moment of it. I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's really, that, that's, these people are really, you know, to be there while people are like, Wow, it was it was an awesome moment. So what I said to um, what I said to the guy, I was like, so what you guys do here? And I guess it's just the the point of I was like, what you guys do? I was like, and I and I wasn't saying this to to like be facetious. I was like, well, if you if what you have is really really great, you got to make sure you get it out to people. You know what I'm saying? If we can help people, we gotta get and so we had, we had a conversation because when I went there, I wasn't there. I was there saying, well, because it's not really you could be a Christian and do that. Mm-hmm. You could, and so I, I, 
some of the things kind of overlap and some of them don't. Mm -hmm. But when I went, I was able to see it up close and I was able to like, you know, for you to have it, then you got to share it because ultimately what you're looking for is when stuff doesn't really go well, you run through challenges. Yeah. And the one thing that my dad always says to me, and 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 being a, a Christian, he was like, one Christianity, we would never made it. I'm like, what do you mean by that? But the whole point of it is, it was a belief in something that you could see some, right now we're not in the spot, we're gonna be there at some point. And at that point you were praying that, okay, I'm gonna go to heaven and I've been a slave all this time, but in heaven, my life gonna be different. And so you have to look at also how, how as a history teacher, how these certain things connect to having control. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you know, certain things about uh, Hinduism and you're going to, you, you're in this, you're this person, you'll, if you live a good life with this person, you'll come back maybe a better person some, or something else is better. So I, I think the biggest thing is understanding. But the thing is, is how are you going to handle with all hell break loose? Did it work? Because the one thing I said before, in real life, in real life, the person named my mom hollered out when they called and sent my brother down the car today. She was like, Jesus, at that particular point, you had something you can hold on to right. that was going to keep you from in your right mind. Right, right. So ultimately, the test of this is, when I told my friend, I was like, hey, man, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying I wouldn't have made it, but if I hadn't, if I hadn't changed my life, my life changed on circumstances where I was just doing crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. I told him my car, and I was like, I gotta stop this drinking. Yeah, right. So I had a come to Jesus moment. It won't really relate to the church. Yeah. So, so it's like the 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 religion using use using spirituality as a coping mechanism and as right. a way to it, navigate it, it, life's difficulties. And it doesn't matter what absolutely. Absolutely. They absolutely all serve that purpose. Right. Are you yes, gonna believe now? In, in the heat of the moment, do you believe? And that's the biggest point. And and ultimately, the growth comes as being able to believe. And then here's where, when I'm like, I was, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I met her. It was a book on her bed. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked. About I talked that about that, that, right? And yeah, that yeah. book was a turning moment because that that book had a Bible scripture in the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh. And then it went through, and that's what they were standing on. But it wasn't about Christ. It was like, this is what, and they it took- It was about the law of attraction. Law of attraction, right. And I'm like, oh, they believe in, they using the belief. And they, and I'm like, man, these people using the, they believe in, and it don't make a difference. There's certain laws I believe in, regardless of whether you believe or not. Right. There's certain laws, like that. it's like there's gravity. There's certain laws that, that happen, and you can use those to benefit yourself, regardless of what your special practice is. Yeah. So that, that's so, what you got to connect to. You have to have something to hold on to. It's going to get you through the tough moments. Right. So that's what I think that... Uh, and, and to bring it back to Anthony's question about um, children, you know, like what, do, what is it that you... Um, how do you prepare children to be uh, tolerant um, of spiritual practices and to, um, and to uh, see... God in each other, you know, and all of yeah. that. I think I, I totally agree with what, what Biggs is saying uh, about it's what you do, not what you say, you know, it's what you do. It's what they see you do. They see him go to church twice a week. They see him go on Sundays. They see him go on Wednesdays. They know on Wednesday night and on Sunday, he's going to church, you know, um, 
they see me go to the meditation center. They come with me to the meditation center. Um, for me, what, he, he was talking about his mom and what she screamed out. Um, for me, when I read about, um, when, when I read about um, Gandhi and, you know, how he was murdered, you know, and um, that when he was shot, he screamed out, Ram, you know, hey, Ram, Ram, you know, and I was like, in that moment, at your greatest peril, right. you know, to be able to call the name of the most high, in whatever name you call God, it, it, what a blessing mm -hmm. in that moment to have that on your tongue, you know? I'm gonna call you, my mama. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how you believe in God, you know? God, my mama is my <laughs> Absolutely, your mama is your first God. And for all of us, I believe that to be true. Mama is our first God. We, we, we are created through, I mean, God is about creation. We are created through yes. our mom and that is our first, you know? And so that whole concept of God comes from that, you know? And so mm. when you call out your mama, you call out a name that you associate with God, then, you know, that's the highest. That's better than screaming, oh shit. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> you know? No, so. it's true. In that moment, it's like whatever you really are carrying, like whatever is bonded to you, it's going to come to the surface. And I think that it, that, that, that's so interesting because we always talk about how like moments of pain, moments of adversity, adversity even this coronavirus experience yeah. is, you know, pressurizing us and forcing us to really question and understand what we believe in. And those right. things are totally coming to the surface. Like how do you survive, you know, through um, the, the hard times? And I think that um, exposing the kids and, and families and, and accepting, you know, that all religions are, are valid ways of coping through hard times and of, you know, building faith and building connection to spirit. Yeah. Um, it's a really powerful um, belief because it gives you access to so many different tools, you know? So how Biggs was talking about, you know, the secret and, you know, yeah. being exposed to that, you know, right. philosophy and being able to go to a meditation center and not being like, you know, pigeonholed into this is how you do it. And there is no other way and you cannot go outside of this. Yeah. And how can you really cultivate a relationship with spirit, which is so fluid and moving and constantly changing if you stay, um, you know, within someone else's boundaries? And, you know, I think that um, it, it, it's just really powerful to, to be even discussing, you know, relationship across spiritual boundaries, family across spiritual boundaries you know, how to expose children to different spiritual practices and then how, how we, how we use spirituality to cope and that it all, it all yeah. serves the same purpose. Yeah. And when you walk into our house, there's a plaque at the door that says, see God in each other, mm -hmm. you know, and it's one of the practices of every spiritual practice, mm -hmm. you know, and it's one of the foundations of every spiritual practice, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that in our daily practices and things that are happening to us throughout the day, we forget that. Absolutely. And it's the thing that is the same through all of these practices is that, you know, it's like love your neighbor as if they're yourself, you know? 
um, see God in each other. I mean, it's the same exact thing, you know? Yeah. And when you do that, then you have to accept that, um, that, that we are one, you know, we are. Yeah. That was one of my questions I had. I remember you said that last time, um, you to see God in everyone. Right. And so I'm wondering, um, I still have a question about, Okay, I'll come back to the other children thing, but since we're on this right now, the see God in everyone, um, how do you extend that? Like this, we're in a very charged time right now. So when you watch people coming for you in a very hostile way, like this insurrection, right? And Absolutely. the trauma associated with that. How do you wrap your mind around seeing God in people who want to see you dead? Wow, I, th I think that that's, 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 a, that's a good point. Um, I, I think we conversation is going in, in, in a in a very circular motion that that's good. So two things. The first thing I wanted to talk about, and it's going to lead right what you're talking about is, um, and when I did this, Wayne looked at me and said, uh, that's the same thing we got out front. So going into this, into school, yeah, I was looking to improve myself as a teacher. I had to improve my thinking about my students. Having my students mostly come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, I was seeing them like society sees them. And it was causing me not to be as, as effective as I could be. So I, so I had to go back and think about, you know, I, I wrote this down so I could see it for myself and when you see it, I could embody it in my actions. And it was God created everything, so everything is as of God. So God created everything, God created people. So God created people, everybody's God created has great potential. Right. And so when I wrote that, I wrote that for myself. Nothing about to see because I need to understand that. And I need that to overrule my mindset with this person coming here, mama doing this. This and they ain't gonna do no work, you know. So I, this is for me. So in doing that, um, I changed how I was able to interact with my students, um, even to the point where I had a teacher this year was like, you know, you too hard on the students. And I listened to what she had to say because the student hadn't done like the warm up, and it's like, you know, it's like five minutes. It's thirty five minutes in the class. So the mom comes on. She was like, you been too hard on these kids. It's difficult times. And I'm like, okay. I like and so I was very cordial. I was like, well, ma'am, how long should I give her to do the warm-up? The class is only 45 minutes long. It's 30 minutes into class. And so she was like, well, she's trying her best. And at that point, I I I used a little bit more empathy on how I communicated with the students with a little bit more encouragement. So I think first of all, you gotta see that aspect. Secondly, you're talking about people that's trying to harm you. That is very challenging. So I don't believe that I'm going to always practice what, because you can always find examples of, of people who didn't biblically. So I don't believe that I'm going to be John Lewis and Martin Luther King. I don't plan on hurting anybody, but I do plan on defending myself. Right. From, right. So, <laughs> and, 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 and during this this time period, it, this area 
Um, I've been thinking about how I'm going to defend myself against somebody attacking me with a weapon and I don't have one. Hmm. So I've, uh, you know, cause I, I got, I got a Trump guy that lives right around the corner from me. He fly the flag, you know, and to me, that right there telling me we don't really, I mean, the person I'm like, well, of course, never before have I thought like, if you, if you, if that's your guy, then, you know, you, we might as well be, we're almost adversaries. Even, even, even talking about Trump though, and talking about people who want to kill you or people who want to destroy you. I think that like one way we can kind of look at it is that, um, all of, you know, if, if God is everything. And, um, I know that, um, you know, every religion has like Christianity, we have God and we have the devil. Um, and in, uh, Ifa, you know, there's, you know, all, all these different deities and then, you know, some of them cause, uh, you know, Eshu causes um, mischief sometimes, you know, he trips you up, he causes you to have problems. But like all of these things are seen as, you know, as part of part of a whole, I, I believe. And, but, and so even these, the, this Trump and this coronavirus and these white supremacists, yeah. they play a role because in them being so insidious and so, you know, right. disgusting and evil, even um, it, it, it brings out another element you know to, to combat them and it, it for it, again it pressurizes us it gives us that pain that Absolutely. we sometimes need in order to grow but none of us wants it and none of us right. like it. and <laughs> we don't want to embrace them you know yeah. we don't want to try to understand them or you know oh you 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 believe in white supremacy so i'm going to accept your you know philosophy so we can all be unified no <laughs> you know we're not we're not doing that but we we also we still have to understand that in 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 combating that in opposing that in um, trying to you know create understanding of why that is such a negative philosophy um, it, it strengthens us and then it gives a chance to bring God out of people who may right. not necessarily be communing with the part of God that absolutely that absolutely is, that is causing growth absolutely because like when you look at um, white supremacists who are blatantly racist, you know, and then you can compare and contrast that to well-meaning white people who are on the road to being what they consider woke, you know, and mm -hmm. you realize that there isn't a white person in this country that is more than two to three degrees from a racist white person. You know what I'm saying? They can go to Thanksgiving dinner, Super Bowl at one of their relatives' house, or somewhere within their span of their relations. Not just people they know, but somewhere in with it, there's a white supremacist. Right. You know? And where we might not encounter that white supremacist every day or every year or every month, they do, you know? And this time in my mind has given them an those well-meaning white people who are on their road to being woke has given them an opportunity to one, look at themselves, two, question their values, and three, begin to deal with their family. And, mm -hmm. and that, in my opinion, is the only way we are going to dismantle racism because it is not, like Biggs always said, it's not a virus, <laughs> it's taught. You right. know, and 
So you have to go back to where it's taught and you have to go back to the levels at which it is taught. And so the things that are happening in this country and actually around the world right now, in European countries around the world or European controlled countries, you know, like Australia is a European controlled country. New Zealand is a European controlled country. In European controlled countries and in Europe around the world right now, what they call, they call themselves conservatives, I call them preservatives because they're trying to preserve their old <laughs> way of life. So these European preservatives are trying to hold on to something that they are losing grasp of in all of these different countries. And because of fear, like we were talking about before, it has stoked that racist tendency within them, you know, and that's how it's coming out. But now white people who don't want to be, don't want to side with that can actually look it in the face and make some decisions about what side they're on and also make some decisions about how to get to the root of it because the time is over. If it were about uh, assimilation or association, then racism would have never happened. If it was about proximity to people who aren't like you being around and, and then learning to be tolerant just because you are open to other people or around other people, you know, with all of our ancestors, you know, our great, great, great grandmothers that were nursemaids for these white people, for white slave masters, raised their children, breastfed them. You know, we we're talking about seeing our mother as God. That was their first God, the one that was feeding them, breastfeeding them, giving them life, you know, growing up with their children as their best friends and then turn around to still be a slave master and still beat and sell and all. So it's not about proximity that's gonna fix this. It's not about uh, association that's gonna dismantle this. It's something else. And I, it's beyond the realm of people of color and people who have been, uh, who have been, who, who these atrocities have been perpetrated on to fix it. It's the people who are implementing racism. Is there, opportunity to work on dismantling it, you know? And I think our job is to continue to put it in their face, to let them know it's their job to do it, you know? And then so, not pick it up as if it's ours. Mm -hmm. But my, my question is that uh -huh. all of this is great. Yeah. I want us to drill down to that question though. Yeah. Are we seeing God in Derek Chauvin who would put his knee on George Floyd like when I'm looking at him and his uncaring nonchalantness, the same energy of those folks that were lynching people and smiling and taking pictures uh, with their kids, he's the descendant of those same people that was doing that. Absolutely. About the same energy. Are yeah. we saying that we're looking at him and yes. seeing yeah. God in him? Oh, and we ran out of time. So we're going to have a cliffhanger. I know, I know you don't like cliffhangers. But we got to cut this up. So we're going to have a whole nother conversation in our next session that will answer this question and many more. We got a lot of hot topics left to discover. We're going to get back into the issue of child rearing and how we pass on information to our children in a way that allows them to develop uh, on their own and 
develop their sense of critical thinking as they are moving forward on their particular destiny path. So tune in with us next week and we will look forward to continuing this dialogue and we thank you for joining us as always. Continue to evolve, continue to thrive, continue to transform and continue to be a critical thinker on your path to tapping into spirit. Until next time, stay safe in these COVID streets. Yeah, talking about so in closing, we'd like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to thrive, and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. And I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak.